0: The following is a presentation of Got Questions Ministries. What is the significance of the Eastern Gate of Jerusalem? The Old City of Jerusalem is surrounded by a wall containing eight major gates. Moving counterclockwise from the northernmost gate are Herod's Gate, the Damascus Gate, the New Gate, Jaffa Gate, Zion Gate, and the Dung Gate, the Eastern Gate, and the Lion's Gate. The Eastern Gate facing the Mount of Olives across the Kidron Valley is unique in that it is completely sealed shut. Some commentators see the Eastern Gate's obstruction as a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. The Eastern Gate of Jerusalem is also called the Golden Gate or the Beautiful Gate. In Hebrew, it is Sha'ar Harahamim, the Gate of Mercy. It is currently the oldest gate in the Old City having been reconstructed in the 6th or 7th century AD. Also, it is the gate that gives the most direct access to the Temple Mount. If a person could pass through the arches of the Eastern Gate, he would be very close to where the Jewish Temple used to stand. When Jesus entered Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives in Matthew chapter 21, he used a gate in the same location as the current Eastern or Golden Gate. The Eastern Gate was sealed shut, in A.D. 1540 or 1541 by order of Suleiman the Magnificent, a sultan of the Ottoman Empire. It's believed that the reason for the closing of the Eastern Gate was to prevent the Jewish Messiah from gaining entrance to Jerusalem. Jewish tradition states that the Messiah will pass through the Eastern Gate when he comes to rule. The Muslim Suleiman was attempting to thwart the Messiah's plans with 16 feet of cement. The eastern gate has remained sealed for nearly the past 500 years. It's the sealing of Jerusalem's eastern gate that has caused many students of prophecy to sit up and take notice. The book of Ezekiel contains several references to a gate that faces east. In Ezekiel 10 verses 18 and 19, the prophet sees the glory of the Lord leave the temple through the entrance of the east gate of the Lord's house. The glory then moves east of the city to the Mount of Olives. Later, Ezekiel sees the glory of the Lord return to the temple via the gate facing east, Ezekiel 43, verses 1-5. Then in Ezekiel 44, verses 1-2, and we read of the gate being closed. The man brought me back to the outer gate of the sanctuary, the one facing east, and it was shut. The Lord said to me, This gate is to remain shut. It must not be opened. No one may enter through it. It is to remain shut because the Lord, the God of Israel, as entered through it finally in ezekiel 46 verse 12 we read that there is one person a prince who may enter via the eastern gate when the prince provides a free will offering to the lord the gate facing east is to be opened for him then he shall go out and after he has gone out the gate will be shut some interpret these passages in ezekiel as references to the lord jesus christ the glory of the lord coming into the temple is seen as the triumphal entry the command to permanently shut the gate because the Lord has entered it is seen as a prediction of the walling up of the eastern gate by the Muslims in AD 1540, and finally the prince to whom the gate will be opened is seen as Christ himself at the second coming. The prince of peace will return to the Mount of Olives and enter Jerusalem by way of the reopened eastern gate. This interpretation is popular and leads to much dramatic speculation about how and when the eastern gate will be unsealed. However, There are some textual problems with that interpretation. First, there is difficulty in connecting Ezekiel's gate-facing east with the eastern gate of the old city of Jerusalem. Ezekiel specifically says, the gate he saw is the outer gate of the sanctuary, Ezekiel 44 verse 1. That is, it's a gate of the temple court, not a gate of the city. Second, the eastern gate of Jerusalem is not the same one that Jesus rode through in his triumphal entry. The modern eastern gate was not constructed until centuries after the time of Christ. The original gate that Nehemiah built, and possibly dating to the time of Solomon, is underground, below the current gate, as documented by archaeologist James Fleming in 1969. It was through the lower gate, now underground, that Jesus would have entered Jerusalem in AD 30. Third, the temple that Ezekiel sees in chapters 40 through 47 is not the same temple that Jesus was in, and the Jerusalem he describes is quite different from the old city of Jerusalem that we know of today. The millennial temple measured in Ezekiel is significantly larger than the temples of Solomon and Zerubbabel, and the Jerusalem of the millennium will have 12 gates, not 8. Finally, and most importantly, the prince of Ezekiel 46 is not the Messiah. Rather, he is the overseer of Jerusalem during the millennial kingdom. He is not Jesus, but he serves under Jesus' authority. We know that this prince is not the Lord because he must make a sin offering for himself as well as the people. On that day, the prince is to provide a bull as a sin offering for himself and for all the people of the land. Ezekiel 45, verse 22. Whoever the prince is, He is a man with a sin nature that must be atoned for. In summary, the gate facing east that Ezekiel describes is different from the eastern gate visible today in the old wall of Jerusalem. This current sealed gate did not exist at the time of Christ, so the Lord never entered it. The location of the earlier eastern gate, the one Jesus did enter, is below present-day ground level, and it does not agree with the detailed description of the future temple complex as given in Ezekiel 40-42. through 42. We surmise, then, that the eastern gate of Ezekiel 44 will be part of the future millennial temple complex it is yet to be built. How, then, do we interpret the coming and going of God's glory and the closing of the eastern gate in Ezekiel's prophecy? Like this, the prophet sees the glory of the Lord departing from the temple in chapter 10 because of the gross wickedness of the people. This is the first temple destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 B.C. Later, in chapter 43, Ezekiel sees the glory return to the temple. This is the new enlarged temple of the millennial kingdom. In chapter 44, Ezekiel is told that the eastern temple gate is to remain shut because the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered through it, verse 2. In other words, in the millennium, the glory of the Lord will not depart from the temple, the avenue of the prior exit to the east is blocked, symbolizing the permanent presence of the Lord among his people. The eastern gate will only be opened on the sabbath and the new moon to allow for the prince bringing his sacrifices. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions online at GotQuestions.org